Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Rebel Guru Radio, episode 68. This is Rebel Guru Radio with best-selling spiritual author Eric Pepin. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash higher balance. Designed by the rebel guru himself, Eric Pepin, Magnetic Pill was made to enhance results with all higher balance training. Accelerate sensory development, achieve deeper meditations, better overall focus, and so much more. Go to magneticpill.com forward slash rebel for $10 off every month or get a three-month supply with our buy two, get one free special. Order now and we'll include a free guide listing three techniques you can start doing right away to hone your psychic mind. In this episode, Eric discusses the common challenges of spiritual people and brings a focal point to higher balance practices to solve most people's spiritual challenges. Learn Feels Like, a tool for learning telepathy and how to use optimism to manifest for the new year. Then explore the kingdom, a superior technique to heal your psyche and organize your life. Enjoy. Lots of us have trouble balancing our spirituality with everyday life. So that's really the topic we're going to be focusing on. Um, the main practices we're going to be talking about is feels like, also going into telepathy, uh, talking about optimism for manifesting into the new year, and we're going to discuss a technique called the kingdom for healing the psyche and organizing the mind. So we have a ton of free content for you. Um, you're going to know that there's going to be links posted below um, that you can go find all of that. We can talk about it a little bit later. It's going to be on the kingdom and on manifestation. It's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. Bring it. I'm yeah, ready. Bring yeah. it. Bring we're it. We're going to be ready. Yeah. All right. So uh, also there's a spiritual survival bundle that we put together. God, with Spiritual the, survival. Yeah. Right. With the techniques uh, that we're going to be talking about in this class. So if you're interested, there's going to be links about that. Um, as well as we might give you a pitch here and there about EJP Live, the new classes. Uh, if you're into music and basically transforming your relationship with the universe and your own spirituality. You should definitely check that out. There's also a link for that. I cracked the code. Mm-hmm. Cracked the code on how to do this. Um, good music, just so you guys understand, um, you, I can't reproduce that because it would cost me too much money. So I'm stuck with purchasing like royalty-free music, which is kind of like C-grade level, and it's a lot of work. So we are now kind of crisscrossing people. If you get Spotify, I'll put up my track that I build out. And then you hit play, and then you have me talking. You let that play over it, and we sync it. Pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, and this next next one's uh, next Thursday. It's going to be amazing. I, I know it. I know. Yeah, everybody is pretty. I mean, it it is excellent stuff. There's no question about it. For me, it's a lot more work than normal, but. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I'm more undecided what to do for next week, and then I'm in a panic over that because I, I have a couple ideas, you know. But, you know, it's it's so hard because sometimes you can't – I can't do what I want to do at that moment because i got to feel the music, and it's got to prepare itself. So I always feel like sometimes music is like a log, and you got these guys that kind of look at it or a stone to a sculptor, and they kind of draw out. Yeah. By the features of what they have to work with, yeah. that's what you're kind of going to get. And that's how I feel with the music sometimes. But I just can't imagine anybody not being really satisfied. Satisfied after that experience. Like a deep spiritual satisfaction. Yeah. And yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, one thing that blew me away was in that first class. There's been two so far of this new series. Is that, uh, Eric, you talked about the biggest thing that gets in the way of our spirituality and our consciousness and everything is ourselves. Yeah. And it seems like these classes are actually a way to tear it down, tear it down, tear it down, get in the way. All I need is a warm body and uh, yeah, and then I'll take care of the rest. You just got to show up to the party. (laughs) All right. So, well, that's normally $99 a month. 
$79 if you're a beginner. If you're really interested, check it out. You won't and that, that's not a one-hour session. That's for, you know, I always do about two hours, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm told to only do one, but I, I think I always do two hours. So it's usually an hour of the session, and then hour answering questions or going into whatever I need to go into and hopefully blowing your mind or, you know, expanding your knowledge base. Yeah. Yeah, and we love you for it. So we've done a lot of basic classes to put tons of Rebel Guru Radio episodes out there. You should definitely check them out. Um, there's going to be a few links of the free content there for some on Kingdom and Manifestation. It's all amazing. There's some really amazing stuff out there. Um, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to kind of up the level of the conversations that we're having and talk about multiple subjects at once in a basic way that everyone can understand. So that's the, that's the hope here. So um, let's, let's kind of start off by talking about, um, you know, lots of spiritual people have challenges. Um, and I'm wondering if, Eric, maybe you can talk a little bit about the dough and what it is and how spiritual people kind of run into that wall sometimes. Well, let, let, you know, I'm, I'm glancing over at some of this stuff and I see mm -hmm. this one question. I just pull this one out. Yeah. Uh, where does Eric find constant inspiration, question mark, or is it something other than inspiration that drives him? Look, I'm just going to be completely honest. I think, I think that there are a lot of spiritual teachers who, who are really knowledgeable and they have a lot to offer. I just don't think they're presenting the whole truth. And it's not about what they're teaching. It's kind of what they're doing when they're not teaching. And they're going through the same stuff that you go through. They're going to have points or times when they do not feel spiritual at all. Maybe just the opposite. And they can have what I call droughts for weeks or months. Okay, maybe even longer. But it's a job. And that job that they're in is just like a, a priest or a counselor or a therapist or anybody else. doesn't matter how you feel. You've got to, to do your job. In this particular case, it's such an, an intimate level of, of someone's mind and, and, and they're sharing their thoughts and, and teaching you things that, you know, there's this bar that's, that's like you have to always be this, this authentic, real kind of thing. And I want you to understand that I personally believe that you cannot attain the spiritual goals that you are hoping for if you believe in these spiritual icons that in your mind are leading these perfect lives. They're not. They're full of shit, okay? Uh, I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm just saying that if you envision these people never having the same problems as you because they're so perfect, they're so fixed, they're so whatever, at least in your perception, they may not even be saying it. All I'm saying is, is that the first thing to, to spiritually centering, centering yourself is realizing that even the best people, including myself, have times when it's just shit. It's just down low and you got to build that back up. So having said that, um, you, you, in the first place, are probably not as bad off spiritually as you are critiquing yourself to be, because you're probably basing that that view of yourself off of whatever consciously you can try to compare it to. So I want you to know that I have time periods where I'm just just disconnected. I'm I'm down. I think I probably rebound better than most because it's like traveling a road driving you kind of start to really know your way around a lot and you kind of know how to get to where you're going to go and you kind of learn new routes so for me i probably will will bounce back faster but i want everybody to understand that this is not just a you thing or some of you thing or a lot of you thing it's everybody it's it's not possible to be in a positive mood 24 7 and quite personally honestly sometimes i think that and it's only since i've gotten older is that sometimes the lows, you know, it, it goes back to the statement of sometimes you have to have, what is it, the sour in order to really appreciate the sweet. Yeah. And I think sometimes that you can work so hard on your spiritual self, so disciplined, so everything, that you almost need to take a time out. It's like this, this kind of down period, and then it, it goes kind of back up when that time is ready. So that's, that's the first thing I wanted to say. I don't know if that's helpful or not, but... I don't like it when I hear these questions and I don't want to give off the impression that I'm this perfect spiritual teacher, flawless, yada, yada, yada. 
because you you may be attempting to model your goals off of what you see from me on a day-to-day -day level. But you only see what's on camera or what's around. I mean, I'm pretty authentic for, for those of you guys who see me 24-7 now, right? I mean, I'm, I'm holding my shit together, right? Uh, only a few major <laughs> meltdowns from time to time. But I want you to guys to have a realistic sense that if you're not deeply spiritual 24-7, 360-something days a year, that somehow the universe is disappointed in you, I can tell you as a fact, it's not disappointed at all. It's it's just a matter of when you you feel that return, that you just double down. Okay. And that's great. So there's another question basically mm -hmm. just about how, how do you even do the day-to-day -day tasks of everyday life? Sometimes people maybe have negative perceptions about living in the real world and, and all of this. Um, Look, let me, let me just explain something here, okay? Everybody, everybody is looking for less integration with day-to-day -day life. And I can look at this a million different ways. I can look at it as to what generation you're from, Generation X, Millennials, Z, whatever. I think there's a certain... Uh, perception that we get through our youth as we absorb TV shows and everything else and you know a lot of the younger generations that came after me uh, all had the internet so, so where your mind design is it's it's built up on this somewhat idyllic level now we have all the the reality TV yeah. stuff coming stronger so you're getting that dose now and that seems to be more appealing than the stage stuff but at the end of the day you know, as far as being inspired or, or what to do with that, you know, I, I think it's just the opposite of what people are are thinking. I think that people think that they have to, like, I've got to make myself sit down and meditate. Yeah. I've got to force myself to do this and do that. And it's it's true, but I I think that if you you if you feel in yourself the need to go walk out in nature, that depending on your state of mind that that can count as a form of meditation or a part that starts reawakening you. Yeah. And so I often think that sometimes when, you, when you're when you starting to think about, I need to find my spiritual center, it's because you're not feeling yourself. You're not feeling well in, in a sense, okay? And that's why it's you're reflecting on it. So I think it's edging you to either go to the park or go to a lake or, or maybe sit down. Don't don't think I'm sitting down and meditate. I don't think you know when 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 we have to go to work, it's a chore. When we have to go grocery shopping, it's often a chore. Yeah. I think people turn the one thing that strengthens them and and rewards them into a chore. Yeah. And therefore, you have to. <laughs> okay, I did something here. My, my stomach did. Uh, you know, I think that you have to really look at how you're looking at it. And you've got to change up the system. And you've got to freshen it up. My go-to is, if you ever want to feel your spiritualness, teach someone. Just, just I don't care if it's on a bus or in a coffee shop or if it's a family member. I promise you there is this awakening that comes from it. It's like a re re receptive kind of thing from the universe. Mm -hmm. It senses it in you and it and it adjusts and gives to you. I'm a very firm believer that spirituality is not an independent journey. It is a collective journey. And therefore, uh, uh, how you share, the universe rewards you for that. It's collectively contributing to a conscious kind of movement in a sense. When you're not doing that and you're working constantly just on yourself, uh, I think that it becomes work. There's no acknowledgement. There's no, no self-reflective of growth, even though there has been tremendous amount of growth. That there's no way to to easily see that in yourself except through the acknowledgement of interaction with others that you can see your 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 effect. Yeah, and you might have already said it, but it definitely, like you said, reignites. Absolutely reignites. Absolutely. But the hardest thing is finding somebody to teach, I mean, to mm -hmm. talk at. And um, that's the hardest part. And most people want to be heard. Most people feel like they want to be valued as to what they have to say intellectually or, or whatever. Yeah. And that makes it really hard to do. 
So, you know, all of those things are, are different. Listen, if it was easy, everybody would have attained enlightenment. It's, it's, you're, you're not here to find enlightenment. Let, let me cover that too. You. You're technically here to be an organism on this planet, okay? Just like every other organism. The difference is, is that your consciousness is not just self-conscious, but your self-consciousness is also aware of something beyond this physical parameter of life. So we're, we're constantly trying to get the most elusive, most scarce thing and we're driven like insanity to do it mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah insanity is a good word to describe describe well, that you should look obsessive. at it as insanity maybe i use it you've well, got, you've got to find your positive aspect of of that you know mm -hmm. when i was younger just to give you some ideas okay um, I, I, well, at that time, we're giving my, my age, I guess, a little bit away, but we, we of course had CD-ROM, okay, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I bought these little speakers, they're portable ones with batteries, and that was the shit then, okay, and I knew right at that moment that I could go out to a park and go find a quiet place and go do my thing, mm -hmm. and I found that doing that, other people would inquire about what I was doing, and I could join let them join and invite them and tell them I'll teach you a few of the basics. And I met people that way. Sometimes you don't get nothing. Uh, but the idea of switching it up to go to a park instead of being in my home is what helped me maintain that that uh, consistent spiritual work. Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and this is the other thing, you know, if you don't if you don't expand this is why I'm like, well people are like, well you're spiritual, why are you into paranormal? I, I, I really address everything in the metaphysical field because I need shit to inspire me. Mm -hmm. I need something that, that kind of gets me excited or passionate. Yeah. And so I need a big buffet of, of craziness to, to kind of work with in order to keep me inspired. Yeah. And so I don't have a problem, well, not so much anymore, but going to graveyards, looking for haunted stuff, doing anything like that, you know, anything that, that would bring in the reflective idea of, of perceiving oneself and what we are you know uh, a ghost is a ghost but a ghost used to be one of us and how does their mind work versus ours if they're not in an organic body and why are they doing what they're doing to me i find it all fascinating a soul is a soul is a soul i don't care if it's a spirit or in a human body you know it's it's a you know so it's a variety uh -huh. And, and and trying to stay interactive with stuff. I used to go to the Hare Krishna temple. I used to go to Buddhist temples. I used to go to various guru temples. I And, you know, okay. Uh, but I think the driving force in life is stimulation, mental stimulation. This is why we travel to new places or want to go to different things or get out of the house. I think it is natural in us from primitive time, uh, particularly why well, I'd say males would go out and do stuff. And I think that's just a pattern that's in, ignited in us. And females were always kind of forced to stay in the village to take care of the children. And so they want to go out and to experience stuff. So there's this, this innate drive in us to constantly have this kind of stimulation, stimulation, stimulation. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to ask yourself, how do I bottle that into my spirituality? I mean, my saving grace at the end of the day has been teaching. Mm. I figured that out way early on, okay? And it is an enormous work to gather people to teach, okay? So this next best thing is community. So we've got mm. the forum where we're saying, come on out to, to here and come stay on the property with everybody else and do dinner with us and meditate with us. and do This, this is a necessity. This is a substance, okay? Uh, so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and also you become like the people that you're spending time with. So if you're surrounded by other people who are spiritual doing those practices, it definitely has an effect on you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and another thing is, is I don't care if you're Buddhist or whatever you are. Okay. Everybody has the same problem. And if they tell you different, they're full of BS. They might go months or years. Okay. But there's so many people also that leave these practices because they become either disenchanted with it or are just simply uninterested. So to say that nobody has that problem is just simply not true. And I know a lot of these kind of people, and that's they come to age people. So, yeah. This is because you pushed me to the edge. Yeah, this is my fault. Yeah, and I told you a little close to me. Yeah. Anyway. So. Still working out. Dude. Anyway, all right, all right.
So mm. I don't know if that's useful or not. There is no magic word or phrase or thing that I can say that fixes the problem. Do you understand? There is nothing. Mm. And I think that if there was, spirituality would become even more difficult. Um, you're here to be a human being. You're here to integrate with society and life and experience the things from this dimension. That's really the truth of it. Yeah. People that are spiritual are just on another level of being connected to the driving force of energy, a.k.a. God, the universe, the force, call it whatever you want. The same way there's gravity, the same way that their light is a, is a force of nature and stuff. So is this present energy? And I think that some of us are more inclined to feel it and experience and be drawn to it than others. Yeah. And it is what it is. So, so in other words, what I'm saying is, is that there's a, a struggle to stay spiritual because the world is trying to keep you here. Reality, if you want to call it that, is trying to keep you in a, a kind of cookie-cutter system of life. Mm -hmm. And it does not want you to awaken. It doesn't want you to have uh, an awareness of these things. It's, it's, it's secret. It's secret for a reason. Mm -hmm. What's the reason why it's secret? Well, it's very simple. If you have red cells and white cells in your body, and you know the answer already, okay, you have a certain average of white cells and a certain average of red cells, and it's predominantly red cells and the minority is going to be white cells. If the white cells start to increase in your body to a certain point, okay, you're going to have a collapse of your ecosystem. You're gonna get very ill, okay? Because mm. the system can't work right, it's out of balance. The planet is a living organism. The planet is got problems. It's it's you know, people always say the earth's not well, and I hate using those terms because I don't want to sound like a new ager, but there are issues, okay, with Earth. But at the end of the day, there is a certain amount of spiritual people, which we call white cells for this reason, okay? And I, I coined that almost 35 years ago, 40 years ago now. I'm getting old. And that is the, the reasoning behind it. Do you see what I'm saying? Is that there has to be a balance for the planet to, to continue its purpose to progress the human race into the stars. I believe that we are part of the mechanism of the living organism that is here to assist mankind in its process of conscious awakening into the universe, if you will. If you really think about it, if you look at pretty much everything out there, we, we are inclined not only to be more sci-fi-ish or more NASA-like or more space and everything else, we're, we're just intrigued by it, but we don't look at space as space or distance just. We look at space almost like it's a fluid of life there and that you're intermingling with, with the universe. And there's a little difference for us. And it, it, our connection with it's very different. And I think the universe understands that and specifically needs that and, and makes that connection. And I don't think it's just Earth. I think it's throughout the universe with life. I think we are simply just a part of the evolutionary process uh, in some ways, and in other ways, we are part of the universal process that we we are here. But if 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 it weren't difficult, I don't think we'd be here. I don't think there would be a need. So, Eric, uh, this is gonna veer off onto one of the things we said we talk about. What what exactly is the language of feels like? If you could describe it. Like well, I think that, that, yeah, I have to explain it because I, I noticed what a lot of the write-ups we're doing for, for this new app that we have, that we are still using a lot of language that people outside of the HVAC mm -hmm. community mm -hmm. wouldn't understand. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's unusual. I think that you have different words for, for electricians and plumbers and, you know, cops have their code numbers and whatever. Mm. I think you just develop something. If you talk about it a lot, you come up with words to condense that so people can kind of move the conversation along. But what happens is you lose people who can't connect to what you're saying or at least feel the impact of intellectually what you're sharing. Mm -hmm. So feels like it's one of those words we use. And, you know, this is very good. It's a form of telepathy or a form of scanning. So 
feels like can can be everything is interconnected. We use words like assimilation, mm-hmm. okay? We use words like feels like. We use words, you know, whatever. So, but they're all kind of bumped into one another. They mm-hmm. just start to change as it's it's kind of like brackish water. It starts to transmute slowly as you go further into it to more of telepathy versus scanning. But they're all almost in a sense married to one another to some degree. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about feels like versus scanning, they're all very similar. They're all from the same body of family. But the difference I would say is like tea bags. They're all leaves. They're all from some form of plant or something. And they're all ideally give some flavor, okay, for boiled. But yet they all individually kind of have their own taste or their own color. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. So in essence, feels like is... Um, I think of it more of an inner awareness of what you're integrating with. Um, telepathy is when you when you look at something, it, you don't get words with telepathy, okay? Well, if you do, it's very different. So I need to step back, okay? When you get a hankering for something, you're, you're like, what is it that I want? What is, I get this hankering for something. So you don't know the name of it, but you're getting the sensations, the emotions trickling in, and you're building it like a puzzle to boom, so you can you can see what it is you want, mm-hmm. okay? It's very important to understand that it comes with a sensation first before you tag it with a reference, okay? So when we do telepathy, you don't really hear words. You get those kind of sensations, and the first thing you have to ask is, is this my personal sensation because I want something I can put my finger on it? Mm. Or is this coming from something else? Well, obviously, if you're trying to, to do something like that, it's more than likely that. So you take the feelings in. You learn to not get your brain to chit-chat over it so it's cleaner. Mm. And you all of a sudden allow yourself to experience it just like you would if something were hankering. You, you treat it the same way. It's just more complex. It's not food. It's a person. It's a thing. It's a place. But you'll get it if you allow yourself to do it. If you rationalize it, then you lose it because it, it wants to be put in a certain box here. That's how we are designed. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, Jesus. Buddha. Krishna. Anyway, so <laughs> so so with, with telepathy, that's kind of how it works. Okay? Real telepathy. So when we say feels like, feels like is a broader sense, okay? You can narrow it so that it becomes like telepathy. But usually we think about it more as scanning, mm-hmm. and scanning is when we would walk and we feel an environment. Like I, I trained somebody one time walking uh, uh, a sidewalk and I had a fence near us and there were some plants that were planted there and everything mm-hmm. else, and a tree and everything else. So. I basically said the first thing you need to do is to to scan, get a broad feeling. Mm. And people do this unconsciously, and mm. they, they tend to ignore it at times, and sometimes mm. they listen to it. Mm. But you get an inclination of, of something that you feel like you might need to investigate, or you need to to talk to someone, or you get a vibe off of somebody. That's scanning. That's that's something telling you. Or when when some You can do it unconsciously. When somebody comes into a party and there's a lot of people, you're not even looking that way. You just get this, this vibe, because mm. they're in their energy emanates emanating from them outward versus yours are touching somewhere in that 80 feet, okay? So that would be a form of scanning. All of them technically is feels like. Feels like is that transitional period between where you normally are and actually focusing on what you want to do with one of those things. So it feels like Mm -hmm. it's like kind of like, I'm getting this vibe. I'm getting this feeling. And most Mm -hmm. people get a feeling... They're searching for the answer just like a hankering from, from like you get in a drive for chocolate or eat pickles or whatever, okay? Yeah. So you're, you're something in your, your, your survival sensory is an organic creature, okay, that is not fully suppressed like it may be more so for other people because we're more, more sensitive in a way. Mm-hmm. We're listening to that. So feels like is, is kind of just bringing in textures where now you're going to decide, okay, I've, I've got a sense of what's going on. Either I'm going to push for a broad scan or I'm going to focus more and try to do more of a telepathic read on things, okay? So it's kind of this middle transitional where you always have a feels like. Now, feels like can expand into many things, okay? So, but in general, a feels like is a is a vibe thing. It's like to say... Um, you meet some people and then you're talking to your friend later. Yeah, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't, you know, he's really mm. nice, but or she was really nice, but mm. I get this weird 
vibration, feeling, okay? That's feels like. But people get that, and it's just as whenever it serves its purpose to them. Yeah. The idea is to control it, be aware of it, and make it work for you whenever you want. Yeah, which, would you consider that like psychic sensory? Yes, absolutely. It's all in the same field. Most of the names we have are because we, well, you know, we're, we're good with our shit. But it, it, listen, you know, in, in my opinion, I often think that if you look at, at countries, and I'll probably get in trouble for this, okay? When I look at countries, and I've said this before, the more complex and more words for a language and the in-depth meaning of the word, I usually find the culture to be technologically more advanced than others, mm. okay? So if you look at kind of Japanese or you look at uh, Chinese or you ask yourself, is there a difference? Is one more complicated when you when, – I guess you're going to be a, a linguistic, okay, because, you know – we have words that can mean different stuff, and we know right away what the person's talking about, but a foreigner would be confused. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? For them, obviously, same thing, but like if you look at Asian, per se, they can have a word, and it really has way more meanings than words we would have, okay? But if you, if you look at other languages, and I don't want to try to say one's inferior versus the other. There's brilliant people in every culture. Okay, but I do think that the mind is stimulated by one of our most powerful tools, and that's linguistic communication mm. and the spurring of ideas and philosophy and, and genius, I think, comes from a structure of words so that you can kind of build in your mind a structure of what you're trying to to create before you create it. So um, I think if you look at stuff, you know, you, you may see a connection there. It's not 100% why a country is developed or not. You know, my, my theory about the, the sweet zone for, for societies versus hotter uh, zones being closer to the equator, nobody really has the energy to work as much. It's hotter. There's not really a drive for survival as much because it's a temperate zone. There's plenty of fruits to eat. Whereas if you move up to places that get a, a cycling of winter, if you don't hustle your ass, you die. <laughs> you better build shit, okay? Mm. So from that, you, you get societies and cities and the need to develop stuff if that drive isn't there. So that's another fact. There's so many factors I can go into. I don't know. I need to create an AI. And then, and then it can spit out the answer. Yeah, that'd be and I'll throw in all my data. Yeah, and it, you can see how bad my data then is. Who knows? It'll be like, yeah. Um, but... You know, I don't know, I'm babbling now. Is that is that helping at all? Yeah. yeah. So so language linguistically is very important. Okay, what was the question? So I can remember. We were what talking, I was talking about, about feels like right. before that telepathy. Right. So so when you do feels like, you know, the more words or the more things you can tag stuff that you're feeling mm -hmm. tends to bring it in better and sort it out better so it's more useful to you. Do you, does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. So you're saying basically pulling in information as a feels like, as a feeling, as a vibe. Right. That's data. That's information. And then from there, you know, maybe there's words that can describe it. Maybe not. But it's it, a tool. It, you have to be able to to feel what you're feeling and be able to prescribe a tag to it. Like this okay. is that. This is that. Because what you're looking for is either to identify something that's of relevance, important to you. Otherwise, you you wouldn't. There is no wrong when you feel something. Mm. It, this, is, this, in my opinion, is primitive, okay? It's part of our original sensory for survival. It's just changes we've evolved, okay? Mm. And we don't use it. It's like, it's like really weak, like a really weak muscle. So when it does kick in or when you feel it, okay, there's usually relevance in the static of data it's throwing at you because you have a bunch of stuff because you don't, you don't have the skill to kind of move it yet. Okay, but you know, a, a good example of feels like once again is um, I'll try to explain this, but if I walk into a house and I'm told mm. this house is haunted, mm. this house has got mojo, this has got bad stuff there, it's got a bad person, whatever the, whatever the reason is, without thinking that I'm doing feels like, I intuitively am already feeling the moment I'm approaching, forget even getting there, I'm already doing it in the car on the way there. Mm. That is a perfect example of feels like when you walk into a home you've never been in before visiting, you are doing a feels like in order for it to flag a need to scan, to, to sensory better. This is survival. Yeah, and we don't talk about that kind of stuff. That no. happens all the time. And feels like is very psychic. 
feels like it's just a sense of environment, a sense of something that that it's like if you're walking through the jungle and there's a tiger peering through some bushes, you probably will not never know it's there until it's on top of you eating. But if you're intuitively are like, I feel something because it's very gentle and then you, you kind of pay attention, it starts to amplify. The thing is, is once it amplifies, it's like, what do I do with this? What is this? It's too too much. It's too loud for me to define the instruments in it. So you're going to calm yourself and you've got to be able to, you know, the more you do it, the faster you get. But you need to define what it what it is. Is it driving me to look over there? Is there something there? And you got to trust that instinct. Mm -hmm. So, Eric, where does feels like how can that be incorporated into manifestation? Well, I don't know if there's a need to put it into manifestation, but but it certainly can be extremely um, powerful. Let me let me try to explain something that's a little bit more well. Um, here we go with my whole thing on reality. Okay, if reality is a simulation, if reality is generated by organized energy, which we I believe absolutely is, and there's no reason not to. When we feel something, we think about it coming to us. But yeah. we don't really realize that we have to go out to pull that data. Do you mm -hmm. see that feeling? Yeah. Okay. So when you are manifesting, okay, everything has a feels like. It everything has a, a simulation feels like. So mm -hmm. if if a simulation, just so you guys know, is if if I if I hold this glass up, okay, I want you to think about the smoothness of the glass, the texture of it, the fluid inside of it, the weight of it. Um, the, the, the feeling of it going around and then ask yourself where you're, where you're kind of getting your sensation that you're imitating in order to pay attention to what you're feeling. Okay. My point is pay attention to something you're not paying attention to. You're feeling it somewhere. Somewhere's usually it's on your lips that you're, you're imagining what it feels like, or often it's in this area. Okay. Yeah, this is a different intelligence. Do you understand? This is not something you feel in this way, doing other things that are similar. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying to you is, is that data comes and goes, but when you're manifesting, you want to create an artificial, as, as real as you can make, to fool Mother Nature in consciousness hmm. and insert that into the prescription of who you are or your destiny. So money is always the easiest one. Love is also another. It doesn't mean you achieve it easily, but it's it's because we want it so much that we we have a sense of that. You don't you don't think about the money and say this is what I want. Look at this. Give me give me more of this paper money. It don't fucking understand that. Yeah. What it understands is when you've got a pile of money, how does it make you feel? How does that make you feel? There's a sensation. There's security. There's excitement. There's opportunities because mm. of this, okay? Mm. It is a means to open those doors. You need to, in your in your manifestation, you need to present that feeling in, in the best detail that you can fake. Because who knows? I don't, I've never had a pile of money that big. So I have to imagine what it would be like. So, but the point is, is that you, you, the universe re, is reactive to that. It understands that. It works on what we consider emotion, not necessarily the verbiages we appoint to stuff or the visualization we we attach to it. Because if we're in a simulated reality, we see things the way we see it. Nothing else sees it this way. It sees it as static everywhere. Yeah. It's because it's reflective eyes organizing in our brain to say this is how we see it. Okay? So feels like is about... If you had it feels like and you walked into a million dollar home, what are the things that you feel? Mm. Now, what would you feel if you assimilate that in your mind if it was yours? Mm. Now, when you're doing the meditation or you're doing the manifestation, you it already knows what you want. That's kind of a constant want. If you pick up your cube or you do a meditation or you're doing a manifestation, there's already a, in, a, a, a decision of what you're trying to do. Okay, mm -hmm. or direction. Okay, mm -hmm. so you need to insert as you are expressing this is what I want, but this is who I want to be, and it's no longer to be. You have to present it as a feeling, and this is your new frequency. It moves everything to accommodate if it's convinced that that's the case. If it's not convinced and it senses bullshit with you, mm -hmm. or fear, or anxiety, mm -hmm. which is very hard to do, not to, to show, then it retracts. Yeah. 
And this is why micro amounts in small sessions usually can yield the best results. Okay. Uh, the fastest. Yeah. 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 But your mind, your mind's fearful. You're and you're going to insert that. So you're fearing already that you're going to do that when you're trying not to do it. You're concerned you will. Mm -hmm. And that already is a problem. This is what makes mastery versus, you know, sloppy work. Yeah. One of my uh, favorite manifestation classes you've done mm -hmm. was uh, EJP Live episode 20, where you actually... I get so nervous when you guys wing out specific days. I know, I know, like, yeah. This day you, you know. said this. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I, I'm us. hoping my, my track record stays together and it's not all rickety falling off with parts. You That's know? excellent. <laughs> yeah, keep it that way. I think it's good. I think it's yeah. good, yeah. So um, I'm consistent. In that class, there's actually a one of the free, we have a list of free stuff we're giving out to you. It's a YouTube class. We have a clip from that paid class, which is manifestation, but using the energy of the new year and everyone, all that excitement for the new year, basically riding that wave to do a manifestation. And I found, I found that results were especially good for me with that because I could almost give it up to the collective wave that was already doing it and it seemed to slingshot me further on my own manifestation. Yeah, I, I think that for the spiritual community, I think that they understand the concept of manifestation really well. Mm -hmm. I think that the problem is, is that there is not enough emphasis of self-awareness, self-study. Mm -hmm. And you, I think what they're doing when they fail, and often they do, mm -hmm. is that the anxiety of it not working or the anxiety mm. that you're not good enough or the anxiety of 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 why you deserve it there's all these weird kind of micro thoughts that get seeded into the process of manifestation yeah. and this is why i go back to you got to be solid from the minute you enter and solid till you shut the door on it yeah i don't have any idea who's here so in, in either case, I, I cannot stress more the importance to, to study the material to understand the very slight details that, that you need to work with, mm -hmm. okay? But, you know, when you're doing it, I guarantee you, you are aware of the moment you start to have a feeling of fear, okay? Yeah. It's at that moment you should shut it down. Yeah. You should just shut it down instead of trying to suppress it. And then moving forward because you're literally in that whole process contributing to the design of your manifestation without realizing you're doing it. You're, you're suppressing, you're pushing away. Yeah. It doesn't understand words. It understands actions. And so therefore it ends up doing that to you too. And in some cases it does that to the mind because it thinks that's the meaning of it because you address both of them in the same in the same spiritual conversation in your manifestation. So if I can reiterate, you're saying, okay, this is me with a pile of money. I have a feels like for it. Yeah. I'm sitting down to do man my manifestation, either a big one, maybe New Year's or multiple small ones. Yeah. And I'm sitting down and then suddenly some anxiety and some fears coming in. Shut I'm just messing up the yeah. entire thing. Yeah, you're, I should just yeah. sweep it clean and just leave That's it right. do something That's else. right. That's right. Because you guys are all fucking amateurs. Yeah. Okay. And you've got to <laughs> recognize your strengths and weaknesses and make yourself stronger. And okay. I think it's it's the, I put so much time into it, I'm not going to scrap it now. But it's all right. Listen, if you've got a, a, if you've got a pot of soup, chicken noodle soup that you're making, mm -hmm. okay, and you're doing everything, it's fucking awesome. And then all of a sudden you decide you're gonna add some more salt, but you kind of do a little too much. What do you do with that whole thing, a, a, a pot of soup? Do you just, just just ignore it and eat it? Do you add more water to the pot? If, uh, I don't it's never know. as good. I, I, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to eat it. I would yeah. I would suffer through it and probably throw it away. Well, Maybe but, try to add but, water. And then what is your appreciation out of it? And what does it do for your health with such high salt? salt? And where's yeah. your mental relationship to it comforting I you? I wouldn't feel good about right, it Right, right. But that's my, my point is yeah. people don't understand that it's so delicate to alter time, to mm. influence time. Because it's really what you're doing. Yeah. You're, you're saying this is like a ship and this is the trajectory of the course of my life. And you're mm. saying I need to keep altering it a little bit more because mm. I don't want to go to Antarctica. I want to go to the warm section. And so you, you adjust it so it moves in a big way but over time. Okay. Okay. So 
when you're not aware, if you're not capable of being aware of that kind of feeling when you get it and not shutting it down, mm. if you shut it down, the second you know it's creeping, usually you can still get something out of that manifestation. It's not completely – it's like pouring the salt and catching it. There's a chance you saved your work. Yeah. I mean it, it reminds me of what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast, basically just talking about, hey, sometimes go to the park. Go do spiritual things in other places. Mm-hmm. Change things up. Mm-hmm. If I keep on sitting down trying to do the You need to change stuff. We need stimulation. We're, we're nomadic. We, mm. we were tribes walking all the time. Mm. We need change. We need mm. something to stimulate our psychic sensory, mm. our environment, our normal five senses. Yeah. So it's very important to do all that. But back to this table. We need to tape that button. Um, you know, when when you when I when you know for me, New Year's, New Year's is a big one. I did one time a, a thing for New Year's, but um, when you go into doing the, the thing for New Year's, okay, what, what I do, because it's the easiest way, I mean, I just simply sit down and I, I really start thinking about all the things I'm grateful for. And of course, the universe is usually at the top of that list. Yeah. And when I'm done and I want to project the direction, I'm projecting in the sense it feels like, here we go, of what the year isn't, it hasn't been, but what it's to be. I look at the year as it as like I'm walking into a room searching for things mm-hmm. with the scanning. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. It's how we how we think. It's really weird. Okay, mm-hmm. we think everything has to be like so. And when I'm doing that, I will present into that 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 canvas of a, this coming year. Okay, mm-hmm. I present myself as this is this is the year and this is how I'm going to feel. And all the spices is financial health joy love it's like ingredient and i i go through them and i'm I'm like this is what i'm feeling not what i'm going to feel you can't say going you can't say you know moving towards you have to say this is what it is this is you you're you're imbuing you're you're kind of do not put specifics in you don't put in specifics about what the person you want to fall in love with looks like okay if you fell in love and you have certain thing you're looking for obviously they must be meeting that why over complicate it why overcomplicate the sense of money or how much money? Just just do that. If you get a lot of money, it's up to you. Invest it better then, okay? Mm-hmm. But sometimes simple is better than good. And the most important part, which nobody seems to do very much, is you have to reflect on how much you've grown or how far you have come intellectually, spiritually. Mm-hmm. If you never acknowledge yourself, then you are the shittiest person because there is a child in you seeking yeah. to grow and seeking acknowledgement for that growth. Mm-hmm. And you need to be that person for yourself because I'll be damned if anybody else is going to do it. So you said that there's like a child inside of us. Yeah. And can you explain that in relation to the practice called the kingdom? <sighs> You're killing me today. What, how much time we got to go? <laughs> Dear God. 13 minutes. Yeah. Um, okay, so what was the question? Oh, you mentioned the, like, I'm pretty basically the inner child, and I'm trying to bring up the conversation, the kingdom, and the different eyes yeah. inside of us. Um, I, I, I mean, the kingdom represents everything. The kingdom, for those of you guys who don't know, is a walkthrough process that I teach people to organize their their mind. It's, you know, when you watch Charles Xavier and, you know, he's like, oh, I implanted in Phoenix certain things to protect her in her mm-hmm. mind, okay? Yeah. It's kind of like the kingdom, just that she didn't do it. He did it for her. Do you understand? So the kingdom represents your consciousness. And you design a kingdom in your imagination that is you, you your mind. And you appoint the, the warrior you. There's a warrior in you. There's the fighter in you. There's the compassion in you. There's the lover in you. There's the child in you. Mm-hmm. And instead of thinking it in a format of these are personas in me, you are assigning a character, an image, and a look, and a relationship to them. So you, in a sense, can say to any of them, I want to strengthen my outer parameter, mm-hmm. okay? And and you see it being fortified and military-wise and, you know, people on horses and knights and stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. What, what you're really saying to your consciousness is that you want to be more protective of other people's negative influences on you or people you got to kind of go deal with at work or family on a holiday. Okay. And what it does is, it makes you much more hyper aware to somebody else trying to manipulate you or mm-hmm. talking shit on you without mm-hmm. realizing it mm-hmm. or just really bad intentions or mm-hmm. throwing negative energy at you. It won't stick to you if you're kind of aware of it. You just can mm-hmm. go, mm, yeah, mm-hmm. move on. So 
It's also more so than that. You can, what, what people don't think, anything with the kingdom is possible. It, it is your mind. So if you see the kingdom prospering, then you should be seeing your lands in the distance from your towers, mm. not as just land. How are you going to see in your land right now? You just see vast distances with some mountains in the distance probably, okay? Maybe some, some fields, okay? Mine have got fucking flowers in it and birds flying around and huge forests mm. and trees that are giving fruits and this and that. Well, not. I just thought about it all now. If you really are saying to yourself, this is a reflection of... of my conscious, I'm backward engineering myself, okay, mm -hmm. then if you don't think about those things, if you're not self-aware of paying attention, why am I not thinking of these things? Mm -hmm. That should tell you that that's a representation of how you perceive your own life. And you need to say, I may perceive it that way, but I've got the power to dress it up a little, okay? And it comes out in other ways in your life. It's very strange, but it works, okay? Yeah. So there's a healing you, there's a therapist you, you can add, you can you can get rid of, you can do whatever. But if you build too many walls up, you don't let people in your life. Mm. And if you want people in your life and you wanna you wanna meet people, maybe you should drop the door and, and just have some guards to watch people coming in. But maybe when's the last time you guys had a big festival and party and invited all the other regions in your mind, yeah. come on out, I'm, I'm welcoming. Because how that portrays is in a coffee shop, people see you and they're like, I just feel like I wanna to talk to this person. I don't know why. Yeah. It's really amazing. Yeah. So the child would be a child in there, and that child represents you. The question is, is the child put in the corner? Is the child handed some toys? Or is the child fucking running around having a fucking ball? Hell, I'll give a dog or two to mine, you know? Have a good time. Yeah, so what I'm hearing is like a rich inner kingdom will bring you a rich and prosperous life, basically. Well, there's no guarantees in life, okay? Yeah. What I can say is you're stacking things in your favor that legitimately have a big contribution to that desired life. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, excellent. So there are free classes on YouTube of discussions on the kingdom. There's a special gift for a Black Friday sale. We actually have a guided kingdom session that we're just putting out there. Mm -hmm. So... If you'd like to just go through it, I think it's about like 23 minutes or something where you'll hear Eric walking you through your inner kingdom to make your own. Then there's those additional classes on YouTube you can check out, no cost. If you want more, we have more. Let me let me ask you a question. I don't know all my stuff. Um, the, the module is like 20 minutes, but it doesn't go into anything else. I mean, it's a walkthrough for 20 minutes, but is there any other training, discussion, talking about stuff like we're doing now? So you have the main class itself that we do sell, and then there's adi there's additional clips from other classes you did that are on YouTube. All right. Well, I'm pretty sure the class that I did is going to break it in detail. Mm -hmm. And so what, what I'm saying, I'm not trying to sell. You work with whatever you guys want, but... I cannot, exp it, it, everything's important. You know, I, I, I can't sit here and say one thing's more important. But this is a, is a probably one of the most powerful tools that you can give yourself with very quick results. It will, it will fortify you dealing with shit and negativity and bad stuff in your life. Mm -hmm. And it gives you an advantage to moving it in a positive direction. But like everything else, if you don't use it, it's you don't lose it, but you it, it doesn't work with you. So you know you you gotta almost have a calendar and don't burn yourself out. But once or twice a month, you oh, I gotta sit down and do a kingdom session. Having a walkthrough is very helpful when you're like, where do I begin? Where do I start? Where, you know, you move through it. Exactly. But it's the details mm -hmm. in the information, not so much the walkthrough. It's this kind of conversation, everything I said so far, that's critically important to the success of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, there's one other little thing and then if we have time we'll go through a few other questions we try to just do kind of an overview and try to hit the best we can what's on here um, so I mean so let's say I'm meditating every single day and it starts to get stale you said you know go out into the into the park go do something else that reminds you of how spiritual you are take time to just be appreciative about how far you've come and reflect on how far you've come and be grateful to the universe and just See how it's many all things exhausting. you're grateful for. That's why nobody wants to do it. It's yeah. fun the first few times, but uh, listen, mm. don't overcomplicate it. Okay. You know, just 
you know, when you can find other people to meditate with. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to meditate online, it's good, okay, but it's so much better if you get some people over and you take one hour of your day and you sit down with your friends and you do that. Yeah. Um, when people know each other really well, there's less motivation to, to get organized to do that. When mm -hmm. people are fresh and new, you're excited to meet mm -hmm. people, so you want to do something with them in the hopes of getting to know them better. Mm -hmm. Because why? It goes back to first conversation, experience, excitement, something different. So you, you, you've you got to say to yourself, the moment you feel, just like when you know you're doing something in your manifestation, and you're like, oh, <coughs> there's a negative. <coughs> you've got to say to yourself, what can I do about this? What it's an omen to say that you're heading into what I'll call a sleep state. Mm. You don't have to go there. This is something seducing you in life, in, in the in the earthly plane. And so <clears throat> you have to say to yourself, you're responsible to inspiring yourself. Yeah. And that means either finding somebody else to do stuff with. I find that you gotta be the organizer. Mm. Nobody, everybody's a, a shitty organizer. And if you're the organizer, it's like Pied Piper, you know? Yeah. Everybody will kind of come together if you're doing something and you're supportive and you're encouraging and you're exciting, okay? Mm. And it sucks. It's work. Trust me. I know. Mm. And it is what it is. If it was easy, I don't, there'd be, there'd be no point to it because in every mm. red cell it would be a white cell and we all fucking die. There, how about that? <laughs> What else? What, what? One more question, I guess. <clears throat> you know, I, I'm just, I'm just seeing here like people have challenges in their lives. Mm -hmm. Sure. And that's life. It's like sometimes I think perhaps people might become fixated on like whether it's a chronic pain problem or I'm really trying to surrender and I didn't do good enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What would you say to them who feel like they're just not doing enough or they're not on their game enough and they're focused on that? Stop that, being that. a sissy baby wimp. That's what I have to say. Okay. Suck it up. Uh, we all feel that way. Don't you feel like that? Don't you feel like that? Don't yeah. you feel like that? I feel like that at times. We all do. Okay? So that's the first thing. Because I think people think it's a me, me, me thing. Mm -hmm. Okay? And that's, that's impounding the problem. Okay. It's compounding. So the first thing you do is by acknowledging everybody kind of goes through this. That's mm -hmm. the first release of... A certain amount of pressure that's on you that you're creating when you start chipping away at that pressure you mm. are now kind of free to kind of expand your mind again it's yeah. really psychological yeah you you are your own worst enemy and as much work as you are trying to do on yourself it's almost like automatically you're you're doing the opposite to yourself to prevent yourself from moving forward mm. Okay, so it's acknowledgement of stuff not just being a you problem that that it's you're not broken, you're not faulted, it's not you know, you're just in the thick of it and you're miserable. Okay, mm -hmm. the next thing is go fucking for a walk. I literally, I mean that go for a walk. It is the mm -hmm. greatest therapist for your mind, and it's been done for millions of years by humans. Okay, yeah. it works. And then go find some friends. Go find a social place to to hang out with. Sometimes you just need to get away. You don't even need to talk to anybody. You come back home and then you feel relieved. And then you're mm -hmm. ready to go do that meditation. Mm -hmm. I also think that spiritually, oftentimes, the lack or the drive is, not always, but, but I think a fair amount, is also correlated to how you feel physically. If your physical mm -hmm. health is down, then you may not realize it's down. You know, you just mm -hmm. feel a certain way, but you're not mm -hmm. you're not self-aware yet. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that will be um, kind of infused into your desire to do things, to do meditation, to do spiritual stuff, to go whatever. Yeah. So you you've got to recognize that's self-awareness. You got to recognize when that funk is coming. You've got to recognize those problems, and you got to say, I can sit here and wallowing it, what I call fucking enjoying it and making yourself miserable so you can make everybody else miserable, or you have the option to get off your fucking ass and just go for a ride. Go for a ride. You'd be surprised how much it alleviates everything. It may even be in the sense that, you know, when I've had stuff like this happen to me, um, when I do get up and leave, I usually maybe one out of three times end up meeting someone, and it was almost like it was done on purpose so I would meet yeah. that person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we would love to keep on going on and on and on. Oh, but sure. Yeah. Our, 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 our is up. <laughs>
So, um, hey, everyone, uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Every time you leave a comment, every time you like or heart or anything like that on there, every time you subscribe or share it, it helps, our reach, it helps us reach more people. And so we really appreciate it when you do that. If you're looking on um, you know, Facebook or YouTube, if you want to just post on there something that you would like to see us talk about, and also, hey, just go ahead and look at other Rebel Guru Radio episodes because we might have already talked about it. So thanks for tuning in. I just wanted to, to add because I'm, I'm one of these bad people if I see something on YouTube or something and I enjoy it. I rarely ever hit a heart or ever hit a like mm -hmm. or I just move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And that's the wrong thing to do. Mm -hmm. People worked hard on creating whatever they did. If you were entertained, they're not asking for your money. They're just asking for a flick of your finger, okay? When you guys like what we're doing, okay, or take the effort to figure out how to like it if you don't know or to hit the heart or whatever, you're, you're actually making so the algorithms reach out to more people so that they randomly come across this conversation and hopefully it changes their life or gets them into this, okay, or want to know more. When you guys don't do that, you've taken from the table, okay, but you're not really even giving anything back. You got to mm -hmm. just give me a flick of that finger and it's, it's moving things in the right direction. Does that make sense? Okay. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com.